Welcome to the Real Producers Partners Podcast. This podcast is done in conjunction with Real Producers St. Louis, Metro East, New Orleans, Baltimore, Chesapeake Bay, and West Valley, Arizona. It focuses on our top real estate performers and partners who support real estate and home services, their successes, stories, and challenges. Your host is Ken Tucker, Marketing Solution Architect at Changescape Web. The Real Producers Partners podcast is produced by Changescape Web. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Real Producers Partners podcast. Today, I'm really excited to have uh, Diane Collins, who is the Real Producers publisher. A really interesting person. She loves to travel. I believe you're a trained chef, also a master scuba dive instructor. Is that correct? Yes. And you like to tie travel, food, and scuba all together as much as you can. Is that right? Of course. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's that's awesome. So I love food. I don't think I'm nearly as adventurous as you probably are in terms of my taste. So tell me a little bit about the uh, Real Producers publications that you work with, what markets you cover, and how you got into doing this. Real Producers is a monthly publication that goes out to the top real estate agents in different regions. We own several publications. We send it out monthly in a magazine form, and then we send it out digitally to the top agents. We are heavily involved on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Then we have our own website as well. The markets that we're currently in is New Orleans, Louisiana, Metro East, Illinois, St. Louis, Missouri, and I am in the process of launching West Valley, Arizona, which is on the obviously west side of Phoenix. Okay. All right. Cool. In your words, what problem do you solve for real estate agents and their partners? So real estate agents don't always know the right vendors to use. What we do is we kind of bridge the gap between carpet cleaners, mortgage title, home warranties. We find the best of the best, and then we bring them together with the real estate agents so that they know that they are using the top of the line people. We don't ever cold call anyone. We actually interview the real estate agents, the top 500. We ask them who they're using for all of those services. Everything from title, mortgage, carpet cleaning, air duct cleaning, medical spas, you name it, financial advisors, cleaning companies, anything that they're using. We take all these leads after somebody has been nominated or suggested two or three times. Then we reach out to those vendors. We never just randomly see a commercial on TV and call that person. You have to be suggested to us by a top producing agent. Okay. So how do you identify the top producing agents? We use the standings of last year. Okay. We have to be a top producing person from last year. And then we go through the list, then we contact them. And so to be on the cover, you actually have to be one of the top 50 to 75 of last year. In our publication, you can't pay to be in the magazine. You have to be a top producing agent. You have to be nominated by a top producing agent, or you have to just be very well liked in the community. Awesome. Tell me about something that you've done in regards to marketing or strategy that has really been a key to success in your business. We hold exclusive events. So we do a monthly happy hour that is with one of our partners, John Morgan with Premium Cabinets, which is in Fenton. It's a big showroom, a kitchen bath. It's amazing space. So we do a monthly happy hour there that we invite all of our partners and real estate agents to. We currently do a partner 
realtor lunch we do out in O'Fallon. So we kind of break up where we do our events. So we hit different people. And in that lunch, we bring in agents who have been in the magazine or who are coming up in the magazine. The partners buy their own lunch. I pay for the realtors. And it's a way for our partners to get to know the realtors personally. So it's agents who have been in or coming up in the magazine. And then we hold big quarterly events. So our partner lunches are about 30 people. Happy hours are 40 to 60. Just depends on the season. And then our quarterly events are usually 100 to 200 people. So we we really provide small, medium and large events, depending on what your personality is. And then our big events, we have food, drinks, valet parking. We've done live music. We've done DJs. We've done them at the Lamborghini dealership, Rock and Brews. We just do them in all these different unique venues. Everything we do is usually during the day. So it just creates a great atmosphere for real estate agents and our partners to network. Do you do those in each of the four markets that you that you mentioned? St. Louis right now is the where we're doing the happy hours and the partner lunches. Everything else right now is doing the quarterly events. But then as we grow, they'll get more events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's hop back over to more personal stuff here. So Tell me the most interesting place you've been to and uh, what were you doing there? Oh, I don't know. I used to live in Guam. I lived in Guam for seven and a half years. So that's an interesting place. People right now are always talking about the gas prices. Gas in Guam was four eighty-five every day, all the time. So this gas price doesn't even phase me. A gallon right. of milk in Guam is $8. So everything is imported. So what's happening right now is not phasing me. It's an amazing place to live. It was like Hawaii and Mexico had a baby. That's yeah. what living in Guam is like. Wow. Um, it's basically on the other side of the world. It's a 24-hour travel. But once you're there, you can literally go to the, the other side of the world in one hour, two hours, three hours. So I went all through the Philippines, Bahal, Borneo, Sipadan. I went to all these places I didn't even really know about. Spent a lot of time in Bali and Indonesia. Recently, I've been traveling more. I went to France, took my mom to France for two weeks, went to Ireland for two weeks. So I've gone to so many places. I just like to experience other cultures. I think one of the most interesting places is going to third world countries, which is Philippines, Indonesia, and seeing how people live. Yeah. Guam isn't a third world country, but things cost so much there, you really realize how the U.S. is so materialistic. It causes me a little anxiety. I don't go to Walmarts. I don't go to Sam's. I don't go to Costco's, things like that. It just overwhelms me with (laughs) the materialistics of stuff. So I am a minimalist. Can't say it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Of all of the places that you mentioned, what's the top place that you haven't been to yet that you want to go to? I'm going to Greece and Turkey okay. in 2023. Okay. So Greece, I think, is my my bucket list. Okay. That sounds awesome. I would love to go there someday. As a philosophy major, it's got a real strong appeal to me, obviously, with all of the history there. So tell me, what is something that uh, no one knows about you? They will after this. They will after Some people know. I was the host of a TV show in Guam called Diver Below. So we used to take people on group trips. So you would sign up for a trip. You would sign a waiver. I had a camera guy and an audio guy. And they would basically start filming us from the second we got on the plane to the time we got to the hotel. We'd walk you through the hotel. They would video us eating and diving and 
whitewater rafting and riding elephants and everything that we did on the trip. And then when we would come back, it would be on TV. In that area, you don't get the normal stations, especially on the outer islands. And so the show ran all the time. It was very interesting being that popular in such a small little island. So yeah, I was the host of a TV show and then PBS Asia picked it up and they merged it with another guy who did hiking. And so they merged a water show and a hiking show. And now it's like famous in Asia. I have no idea. And it's translated into Japanese. So I've never seen it, but it's there. It's out there. Yeah. Are episodes available online? I don't even know. I've never researched it. I just, it was something I did. Yeah. That sounds interesting. How in the world did that come about? So when I left St. Louis, I went to Fort Lauderdale and I became a scuba diving instructor and I lived there for three months and they basically do job placement and said, you can go anywhere you want. So I went with a friend uh, and we ended up going to Guam and I started, worked in the dive shop. I started a kid's scuba diving camp and became their marketing director. Then the woman who did the travel agency part, it had never been open before. She had been doing it for 17 years and she was moving back to the States for her grandkids. And they said, listen, you've started this kid's scuba diving camp. Like you're doing things people aren't doing. Like you're kind of this unique rainbow unicorn. Why don't you do this? We'll give you an assistant. And I said, okay. So I started doing it. And then here you go. You get to be the face of the dive shop. And I met Stan Waterman, who was the founder of Aqualung and brought him into Guam and would throw big events for 500 scuba divers. And then it just kind of took off. And I absolutely loved it. I had no intention of ever coming back to the States, but my mom got sick and Mm. here I am. Yep. Yep. But your mom's fine. Oh, my mom's fine. Yeah. She's an assistant in the magazine. If you do anything with me. She's my little sidekick. We call her little Harris. So, (laughs) All right. I know you're a big reader. What are some recent books that you've been reading? Or is there a book in particular that you want to just kind of shout out that's had a really big impact on you either personally or professionally? You know what I'm actually reading right now? It's called Your Perfect Self. Hmm. And it's just talking about expectations that people put on you, your own expectations, how to deflect that, how to try your, how to find your true self how to listen to your inner voice, how to kind of weed out the world and focus in on you and find your true happiness. I actually am just starting a Bible study with one of my friends. We're starting that today Hmm. on Gospel of John. So I'm always reading something. One of the things that uh, I love my job in digital marketing, but one of the things that has become challenging for me is the pace of change in digital marketing has been so fast that I don't get to read for pleasure as much as I used to and want to. I read so many articles, I don't read books very much mm-hmm. anymore. That's really frustrating for me. So, but reading is really, really important. So it is. And I go through phases. I go through work phases where that's all I read. And then you get oversaturated. And then I've been going through a lot personally. So it's like, okay, let's go personally. So I just write a book, the right relationships and the wrong relationships. So just stuff like that. And then the how to be perfectly you kind of a thing. And so you kind of go through phases of time, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll go back to work stuff. For me, I think I, I love that you do that because for me, self-awareness and understanding is fundamental. It makes your life more meaningful, I think. I think it makes you a better human and participating in, in whatever community you're a part of, whether that's in your workplace, in, in social groups or, or society as a whole. So. It's well, and your, your life can't be all work. Otherwise, you're 
that's boring. Yeah. That's boring. Are you talking to me? <laughs> I don't know. Am I, Ken? <laughs> Maybe. I do travel. Lately, I flew so much in my previous job before I started my company 15 years ago that, and now I have no travel status, you know, with any airlines. So does that um, bother you? No, no. I actually <laughs> prefer driving vacations anymore. Mm -hmm. To me, the journey and the whole process is every bit as much fun and important as the destinations that I go to, which I love. How about superpowers? So if you had to choose between being invisible or flying, which would it be? Flying. Flying. Okay. Flying. Mm -hmm. Why? I mean, go places <laughs> and get there faster. But you've already been able to fly on, an, on a plane. I've never been to the Grand Canyon. I've never been to Niagara Falls. There's places in the United States I want to go, so I can just yeah. fly in there. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen any of the drone footage of like Yellowstone with the flood mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff, but it yeah, would so be so Just cool. tell me about that. It would be so cool to, to be able to do that and just kind of fly over places like that. So there's certainly a lot of appeal, but since I've flown, I think being invisible would be really interesting because I've never been invisible as far as I know. <laughs> I think I would use in being invisible for not good, evil. You know, <laughs> I'd sneak up on people. and <laughs> I, I'm sure there would be a lot of temptation. I would have shenanigans with that, so I don't need to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point, good point. What's the strangest thing in your refrigerator? Um, strangest thing in my refrigerator? Strangest Okay, I have an addiction to Pizza Hut, thin crust, jalapeno, bacon, pepperoni. I would say that or, I don't know, fish sauce. I don't know if people know what that is, but fish sauce is a very disgusting product. If you ever watch how it's made, Ooh. it's a Filipino thing. If you watch it, you'll probably never eat it. It's very interesting. But it's I an mean, Asian thing. But it's used in a lot of dishes, right? It is. It's in a lot of Thai food. Yeah. If you had just one ask, what would that be of our of our viewers and listeners? Hmm. I am constantly trying to grow the Metro East real producers. And because it's such a spread out territory, it's a smaller market. I'm not from that town. It's harder for me to find the right partners in that area. So it would be if you're a business, if you know of a business, that likes to get in front of real estate agents that you think is a good fit for our publication, send them our way because that just always seems to be a challenge to find the companies that are not just one man shows. One man shows are good, but also the middle range businesses mm -hmm. kind of a thing. Yeah. So how big is the Metro East area? We do the top 300 agents. We send it out to the top 3000, but we go from Alton to Highland to Belleville, Caseyville, all the way down to Columbia to Waterloo and then all the way up through St. Louis kind of a thing. So it's kind of like this big D. Okay. And then on the back side of St. Louis, we do Wentzville, Washington, Eureka, Fenton, all the way down to Festus, all the way down and then then up St. Louis. So when you do both publications, you get a huge market. Mm -hmm. But just if you do half, that Illinois side is just so spread out. It's just a big distance. And not everybody works in Edwardsville that works in Waterloo. You know, that's a drive. So Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. I put on the screen here how people can find out about the publication and also how they can email you. Is there any other way that you would like for people to learn more about uh, the Real Producers publication? Uh, we have a website. 
It's stlrealproducer.com. We're all over Facebook. Just so people know, I have an assistant that posts on Facebook for me. That is not always me because people say, how do you do that? I have people that do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and that's key. It is key. It is key that you can't go a day without seeing real producers on Facebook. But that's the whole point of what we do. It's like yeah. we're PR people for our partners. That's yeah. what we get paid to do is help you be popular. You, yeah. Ken, are now going to be popular because Ken All is right. now a partner of real producers. He yeah. creates websites. He's going to help me make ours. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about that. So, yes, yeah, I am too. Yeah. And we're, we're probably going to change the name of our website. We're just... I don't know. I don't even know how to do that. We can. We big can deal. Yeah. yeah. It's a big deal running a business. It's hard. You got to have is. you got to have a little tribe of people that help you be successful. Yeah. And yeah. I'm glad you're on our team, Ken. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to be on your team. And you mentioned if you're changing the, the name of your website, it's not just as simple as swapping out the URL. If you want to preserve all of the search engine optimization that you've built mm -hmm. up and people bookmark links and and so you have to map all that stuff properly so it really does require a little bit of yeah that's like doing. yeah i can teach you how to make uh, fettuccine alfredo that's what i can do for you yeah <laughs> all that other stuff <laughs> i hear you well and i i do a lot of cooking but nothing sophisticated so yeah. <laughs> awesome well thank you so much diane it was really thank great you. it's always great catching up with you and talking with you so and i invite all of our partners all of our realtors jump on the podcast do it Yep, absolutely. Let us, let us blow you up. Yeah. Play. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Please be sure and subscribe to the Real Producers Partners podcast on your favorite podcast platform. We'd love for you to review us wherever you get your podcasts. Visit rppp.rocks for more episodes and links to set up a free consultation with the host of this podcast. Thanks again and stay tuned.